Hello, and welcome back to Crescent Moon Kids podcast, where we discuss all things parenting and raising children. I was thinking about siblings the other day. I was watching my grandchildren and just noticing their interactions and thinking more deeply about sibling relationships. And if you were fortunate enough to have a a sibling or three growing up, then yay for you. Now, you might feel differently if you had a tenuous relationship with a sibling, but in general, sibling relationships can be such a blessing. They help us build character, show us how to live in society. So we start off in a microculture. We learn the social cues, the norms, the mores, and we learn about relationships. In short, we get to practice being human beings with our siblings and in hopefully a safe environment and where we have the support of a parent or at least one or two parents. And we know that we will be loved no matter what happens. And at least that's the ideal situation, the goal. Now, some people I know were not so fortunate to have a good sibling experience, or maybe you didn't have the support of parents when you had challenges with your siblings. But for this episode, I wanted to just focus on the benefits of healthy sibling relationships and how to create or help create um, basically positive sibling relationships with your children and the benefits of having siblings in your life. So if you were an only child, you had to work through those issues with a cousin or maybe a friend or peers in your childhood. Now that also can work but sibling interactions are usually the best for building character and offering a compass for your direction into your adult social interactions. So with all that being said, I want to talk about how you as a parent can help your child build healthy, functional sibling relationships. And of course, that um, also extends into peer relationships as well. So if your child doesn't have siblings, then no worries. And and the same with you. If you didn't have a sibling, you obviously figured it out and your child is going to figure it out as well. It's just in a different way. Um, But we want to think about how we can foster deep love and connection that you hope your children will carry with them the rest of their lives as siblings. So our siblings are usually our first friends. We share so much of our life with them and A sibling can know you better than maybe even your parents sometimes do. Um, A while back, a few years back, when um, I knew a young man, um, and I actually knew him growing up, and when he was an adult, then he came out as gay to his parents. And his sister, interestingly, had been the first one that knew, even before possibly he did or his parents, definitely before his parents did, she had been so supportive of him, and I think that was partly what helped with the um, experience with the parents, and they were, when they found out, they were very supportive, but my point is, she knew him even uh, before he maybe knew himself and before his parents did, and she was an older sibling, so she had some experience before he actually um, became an adult. So this kind of Um, is an example of the closeness between siblings and how valuable that was to both of them. 
So children often get upset with their parents. Um, sometimes they're sensitive to perceived injustices in how they're being treated or raised. And when they share these infractions or supposed infractions with a sibling, it often lessens the load. They feel validated. They feel supported and respected. And even if the parents are justified with their boundary setting or discipline, the fact of the matter is that kids need to vent. And when they can't express their feelings to a parent, a sibling can be the best outlet sometimes for that connection and understanding. There's a great book that I used as a young parent. It's called Siblings Without Rivalry. It's written by the ladies who wrote How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. Um, that's Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish. And some people, I think, uh, recently think, oh, this is a little bit outdated. But I think the main concept sticks. It focuses on how you as a parent can interact with your kids to kind of lessen the need for competition and then also to lessen the issues around conflict. So I want to kind of go through some of my... Um, I don't know, rules of thumb or, or pointers on what you can do as a parent to really foster um, positive sibling relationships with your children. So the first one is that children are all unique and different and they need to be treated as such. So if we always try to make everything even and fair and equal and treat them the same, then sometimes we lose the ability to see them for who they really are. And they also will possibly feel like they're not unique and special if, if everyone is being treated the same way. So we obviously need to create an atmosphere of fairness and balance, but we don't need to always try to make up for everything one child gets. I mean, we can sh be sure that everyone is getting attention and the time and the things they need. But for instance, we don't need to get all the kids a gift when one of them has a birthday. We don't need to create a makeshift trophy for the others when one of them gets a prize. Um, we just need to celebrate those milestones, those birthdays, those, those accomplishments, and, and, and then teach your other children how to celebrate that sibling, knowing full well that they're going to get their turn. They'll be honored and recognized and celebrated at a different time. So my second kind of pointer is... When parents use the, quote, good child to try to get the others to behave, and I really want to caution you with this. So let's say Joe is having an issue with hitting, and so the tendency might be to compare him to his brother, Jim. You might feel like saying, Jim doesn't hit other people. Why can't you be like him? Well, this immediately will set up a competitive nature and possibly animosity between the two brothers. Now, the comparison might seem benign to you and logical as a parent. You're trying to get your child to behave, and sometimes we have to resort to all different means, but it will create a scenario in which Joe is going to begin to resent Jim because he believes he's inferior, and Jim is always doing the right thing. He may begin to act out, or you know, on the other end of the spectrum, he might just give up because he may feel like he can never do anything right and he might just become apathetic. So instead of that kind of comparison, you could point out the, the quote positives when any of your children are behaving appropriately. And so it's kind of like catching them doing the right thing or catching them doing something quote good. 
So let's say one of your kids is able to remember to use words rather than hitting their sibling. You can say, I noticed you remember to use your words instead of hitting. That was very helpful. Now this way, the others can observe and they'll notice the appropriate behavior and they, they, they will be able to experience that without a comparison on your part. Ultimately, we want all of our kids to learn appropriate behavior and self-restraint. So if we keep giving them affirmations and reinforce the positives, then we help them know what we expect. And so especially for that child who is struggling, who might be prone to misbehavior, try to catch that one um, in, in positive uh, behavior. Point out, no matter how trivial, something positive. Because positive reinforcement often does work. So a third pointer, uh, and this is hard for parents, is to allow siblings to work out their own conflict. Now, in the beginning, they're going to need some help with this, and especially if they're first practicing conflict resolution. But over time, they're going to be able to find their own solutions. And if we guide them a little bit when they're younger, they are going to become independent with those challenges they have with each other as they get older. So the first thing that you'll want to do is model listening, because that's often the hardest thing to do when there's a conflict. You want, you want your part told, and it's hard to listen to the other person's point of view. So if there's a conflict, you can sit down together with your kids and let them know that you're going to be listening to everyone. Then you can really help foster each child having a turn to talk and, and um, without interruption So all the others have to be listening. And then one of the best ways to know if someone is listening is after someone has spoken, then the other child needs to be able to uh, sort of reiterate what that first child said. So basically, it's paraphrasing what they heard their, their siblings say. So this is called active listening, and it's something that we have to help them with and teach them to do, but they are very capable of of being able to do that. Next, I think one of the things that helps foster um, a positive family in general is to kind of um, think about how you could spend one-on-one time with each child. So you could make a schedule or a chart, figure out as a family how each parent can spend that time with each of the of the siblings. Now, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be lengthy or, you know, expensive. But just a way to send a clear message to each child that they're important enough for individual quality time with their parents. Now, maybe your kids won't want to do that and instead they want their siblings to go along because they love that time together. So, of course, you know, you would probably just say, "Okay, let's don't argue with that." But if you at least make the offer to have one-on-one time and just see what they say. And then you can decide as a family what works best for you. Next, I would um, advise keeping a journal or a scrapbook or some type of record of the interesting things each child does or says or makes. And then when they look back, they will see how you valued their individuality and they will get an opportunity to reflect as they get older and, and as they get into adulthood, how much you saw their light and valued their talents and gifts and respected them and you hopefully did not compare them to their siblings. And 
one of the things that I think is really critical is to point out the positive things in the sibling relationships. So when you see your kids getting along, let them know how you see them, that they're having fun, they're, they're enjoying each other, they're helping one another, defending one another, or listening to one another. Um, whatever it is that you see, reflect it back to them. It's really important to tell them the specific behaviors that you are observing rather than telling them they're being good or, or some version of that. So if you give them feedback so they know and understand how their specific behaviors are impacting their siblings, then that's really helpful because then they will know, they will have a, a sort of a base for building upon those positive behaviors. Now, I've mentioned how to talk to your kids in previous episodes, so I won't elaborate on that right here, but be sure and catch them in, in harmony with each other and being, being peaceful with each other. Next, I w- here's one that I think is really super important, although all of them are, but this one I think is something that we do resort to even without thinking about it, and it's um, refrain from labeling each child. So let's say you say, oh, this one's my athlete. Oh, she's my emotional one. Oh, he's my um, artist or he's my musician or whatever. This really sets them up to be um, stereotyped, and then it can lead to frustration and resentment down the road. All kids can move about and play and enjoy themselves, even if they're not, quote, athletic or what we might consider good at sports. All kids can sing. Some voices sound better than others, but we don't need to point that out. All kids will read. Some will enjoy it and others not so much, but that's okay. So when you do notice your child's affinity toward a a sport or a music or art or dance or whatever it is, just simply reflect on their interest. So let's say you're talking to your friend and you can say, Susie loves her art class. She learns something new every week. Or Annie has really gotten interested in women's soccer. She started kicking a ball around in the yard and now is asking to play on a team. So we're going to have to find her a soccer team. Now this way... You honor the talent of that particular child without excluding the others who might want to try the same activity or that way you, you can kind of um, encourage them, even if they aren't as good as their sibling in that particular activity, it doesn't really matter because they can still enjoy that kind of um, thing without you know, being the, the one who is the athlete or the musician or whatever. And then finally play together, have fun together, so that when they're older, they'll have fun with each other. And they'll grow up with a strong sense of value for their family. They'll depend on each other. They will love to spend time together, and they'll find joy in just being together. And they will feel the importance of connection rather than competition, because that is really ultimately what you hope to sort of diminish, is the competition and all of those things around that and just helping them to learn cooperation instead. And when then they will lean on each other when you're no longer alive and their connection will see them through whatever life throws at them and especially the grief that they will probably feel um, after you pass on. So not to be morbid, but that is ultimately something that will happen. And I think for, for you to know that your children are, are really tight-knit and have a close bond, I think that will be so reassuring and comforting. 
So I hope these ideas have given you some food for thought. Um, your awareness of siblings and their relationships can really deepen as you really think about these things. Um, when two or more people, siblings, are vying for the parent's attention, it does get tricky. And it can be hard to come out of those situations with a strong sense of empowerment and community. But I do believe it's possible. And you can help your kids develop healthy sibling relationships and lifelong friendships. So thanks so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.